Danny J. And I'm Jill Coleman. Welcome to the Best Life Podcast. Here, we talk about everything from success, money, relationships, and entrepreneurship to productivity, honest communication, positive psychology, and how to cultivate an abundance mindset. Make money, travel the world, deepen your relationships, live full out. This is the best life. It's, it's like, but it is, it's like the, it is the answer to everything. It must be our life. Um, this must have been the lesson we were sent here to learn. <laughs> like, okay. We, a lot of our, just a lot of our anxiety does come down to maybe not trusting ourselves. So what's today's yeah. episode, Danny? Today's episode, we are going to talk about three ways to stop caring about things that don't matter. Because Which is great because yeah. we don't know what matters and what doesn't matter. So <laughs> it's true. What are some examples of decisions that we make that feel really big or things that we deal with that feel really huge in our lives? Yeah, I think there's so many that feel really big. And sometimes it's so funny. It's way easier to see other people, right? When we're just like, oh, so-and-so is making such a big deal over where they're going to get married. And it's like, who cares? You're going to get divorced in three years anyway. <laughs> but, but, you know, it's easy to see when other people make a big deal, but it's really hard to see on our own. But I think things that we really make a big deal that maybe don't matter in the grand scheme or maybe like taking a new job, um, moving to a new city, moving to a new state, moving to a new house, um, leaving a job, uh, maybe I don't know, these kind of things, like what to eat every single meal of the day, uh, gaining some weight, those kind of things that we can just, like, we put a lot of stories around them and what that means or what's going to happen if we do this or if we don't, and we make so much, like, a big deal. But how do you just stop caring about it? Because, like, maybe it doesn't really matter. So, yeah, I mean, I think you have some other examples. Yeah, and I wrote down a couple examples, especially if you listen to this podcast. You know, we talk a lot about different, like, stages in life. Uh, A lot of people who listen to this have gone through or are going through some sort of life interruption, whether that is you found this podcast because your partner had an affair or because you went through a divorce or because you decided to have more of an unconventional life, to be child-free, to, um, you know, maybe you find yourself single in your 40s or 50s or 60s and you're like, okay, what is that? What's the perception of that? So I think a lot of these maybe unconventional life choices, we feel like worried about how they're being perceived. I know when you and I both went through our stuff, like even just talking about my husband having an affair, right? That felt like, oh my God, this is like the biggest thing. It was, and it was the biggest thing to me, but I spent so many hours agonizing over how different people in my life or my quote audience would perceive me as a result of that. Am I not a good wife? Am I not? Like, I'm not even good enough to keep my husband. I'm obviously not attractive. Like all of these kind of things that when at the end of the day, it's not any of that super personal stuff, right? So things that don't matter. And it's not that other people's perception doesn't matter, but I think oftentimes we default to what they think when we should be asking, what the fuck do we think? Mm-hmm. So I think at the end of the day, you know, a lot of it comes down to um, just deciding, just deciding and owning the choice. So do you want to run through the three things? Yeah. So the first thing to stop caring about things that don't matter is to ask yourself questions. And so I have a bunch of questions here and Jill has some questions. So one of the questions is, will this matter in 10 years? Like sometimes we make decisions. I remember in college, just thinking about this class and 
I only remember this because I asked this question of will it matter in 10 years? And I was like, no, this is a class I don't really care about. It's not going to affect me. And so I didn't make such a big deal to try so hard. Like I wanted to pass. But so ask yourself, whatever you're grappling with, is this going to matter in 10 years? Are you going to remember Sally making a comment on your social media 10 years from now? No, definitely not. You know, it's funny. I uh, work with a lot, and you do too, a lot of entrepreneurs. And I can't tell you how many of them in the first like month of business are like, what's my business name going to be? And do I have my LLC? And like, do I have all these? And it's not that those things don't matter, but you're fucking new. So they actually don't matter. It's the least that they matter is right Mm -hmm. now. So just Mm -hmm. pick one and let's go. Right. So one of the questions that I had was like, why do I care? What outcome am I scared of? So let's just say you're really struggling with, oh my God, like I I can't even start my business until I know what name it's going to be. And I don't have like my URL isn't perfect or whatever it is. Like, what's the worst that could possibly happen? You get a year into it and you're like, you know what? That's not me anymore. Cool. Switch that shit up, right? It's not a big deal. It's not like you, you know, are all of a sudden making millions of dollars and people's lives are going to be affected. It's like people don't even, honestly, I have a program called Lean Building and I mentioned that shit over and over and over again. People still are like, Jill, I really want to try your Lean Body program. People don't even know the names of shit. They don't even remember it, right? They remember you and they remember the, the feeling of the brand, but believe me, they're not going to remember the name. So just switch that shit. It's fine. Yep. I love that. I love that. Then I have another question, which is, will this have a permanent impact on my life or someone else? Some, t- some decisions, like maybe if you're getting a tattoo, that will have a permanent mark on you. It doesn't mean it's a permanent impact. Um, and it's probably not going to affect anyone else, except maybe your mom will get upset or something. But Whatever you're grappling with, is it going to have a permanent impact on my life or someone else? And some decisions will, but like really just ask yourself if they will. And, and is that permanent impact negative or positive? Because it ultimately doesn't, we have to re- realize if it's, it's a neutral thing or it's not going to really have a permanent impact on anyone's life, then it probably doesn't, doesn't matter that much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that one. And it's, it kind of goes with mine, which is I always go to uh, one of my practices is the deathbed scenario. So I know you guys have probably heard this before where it's going, if I'm on my deathbed, will I be more or less happy that I spent my time doing the things, these things, right? So if we think about these like really kind of myopic choices, sometimes it's like, it feels so huge in the moment. Like literally, am I going to give a shit when I'm on my deathbed? Like which one am I going to be most proud of? Where, what decisions am I making that will make me the proudest? So I was actually talking to a friend of mine a couple weeks ago and he was telling me that he's making more and more money in his business, but he's also spending a lot of money in his business. He's helping out friends and family that need stuff. He's, you know, um, his, one of his, like his partner is out of work because of COVID. So he's helping her with her, you know, finances. And so he's actually spending all this money and he just said to me and he goes, you know, Jill, I had to ask myself, like, I don't have as much savings as I want to have, but I asked myself, like, what am I being most proud of when I'm on my deathbed? That I helped out my friends and family when I could, or that I, you know, hoarded money or whatever, you know? And it's like, cool, maybe you can do a little bit of both, but I, that just really hit me and like, okay, at the end of the day, what is the choice that's going to make me the most proud? And then can I really own that choice? I really, really love that one. It, you know, when you put a death, perspective on it, it changes everything. I mean, it literally changes everything. Um, That's just one of those things where you can really like put things into massive perspective, you know, what really, really matters. And like sometimes like most of our choices don't matter. The reality is, is most of our stuff doesn't matter. Now, does it matter to us? Yes. Does it matter to some people? Absolutely. But in the grand scheme of things, when you put it up against that, it's like, okay, I can calm down a little bit if, you know, my launch is delayed or, 
it's not going how I want it to, or, you know, we have to reschedule our trip because of, you know, 2020 and COVID-19. It's like, all right, you know, there are things in life that really do it's matter. Perspective. Yeah. I mean, and you know, it goes to what you and I talk about, especially with like dieting and health and fitness. I think sometimes one of the things that my clients are most scared of, which I think we need to dissect this, but they're most scared of what if I gain a couple pounds? What if I stop dieting and I gain five pounds or 10 pounds? Like, let's just walk through that scenario. Okay. Let's say you gain five pounds or 10 pounds. What actually tangibly changes in your life? Does your spouse stop loving you? Do you lose your job? Do your kids not respect you anymore? Do you like, like what actually happens when you look at it that way? Like nothing actually happens. So when I think about that, like goes back to your, your question of like, what actual impact will this have? Mm -hmm. And oftentimes these things that we're so, so scared of now, maybe if you gain a hundred pounds, like your lifestyle might be different. But if for most of us, if you're listening to this, it's like, usually it's maybe five pounds, maybe 10 pounds, maybe 15 pounds, your life's not going to change that much. And so I think spending a ton of mental energy and fear and anxiety over those things, I think perspective and what Danny said is like deciding, okay, perspective, is this really going to matter in the grand scheme of things? No. Yeah. And then one of my last questions is, and this might've been yours, um, was does my life actually change? Like if I took this, if I made this decision, if I was I was worrying about this, going to change anything, is anything actually going to be different? And Maybe things are different, but are they different in a negative way? Is it different in a bad way? And I think we have to look at that too. Like what actually changes? Yeah. And they can be different in a really good way. So if you're worried about quitting your job and starting your own business, yeah, that can be really scary. But like, what if everything worked out? And what if like a year from now you're making double what you're making in your business? Like, let's talk about what could potentially go right not just always what could go wrong. I think there's a lot of utility in looking at worst case scenario and going, yeah, if that happened, like it wouldn't be awesome, but I could handle it. But maybe even getting excited for like the whole reason we're doing it. It's a whole reason why you want to make, take this risk or why you want to do this bigger thing is because you're hoping that you're actually going to be able to actualize that amazing positive outcome that you want. And so, yeah, I think there's a lot of questions to ask. And I think these are all perspective based. It's like, Mm -hmm. cool. Can I, can I pull back? Can I project 10 years down the road? Can I project to my deathbed scenario? Like, can I project and go like, okay, just give myself. And I really think that another name for perspective really is wisdom, right? Mm -hmm. Looking back at all the other things that maybe you've stressed about in the past and going, I can't believe I even gave that two shits about that. And and it was a nothing. It was like a fucking nothing. And so I think even looking back at some of the other things that you stressed about five years ago, 10 years ago, 20 years ago, never came to fruition. Or even if it did, hello, you're even better for having gone through that even. Yeah. I love it. You want to do the second one? Yep. And the second one, which is kind of like what we were talking about earlier, which is really just ownership. Now, I feel like ownership as a tool is kind of like the Mac Daddy tool. You know, Danny and I, when we started this podcast and we started talking about our ex-husbands having affairs, one of the things that Danny and I both had a conversation and we're like, look, if we're going to go, like, let's fucking go big and we just have to own it. We can't be, we have to go all in on it. We have to tell the full story, the full, like really scary, vulnerable story, shitty story. Because what else is there? What other option is there? I'm not about to sit around and feel more fucking shame and embarrassment and guilt and all of these things. I'm not about to sit in that space. And so for me, ownership takes shame and guilt and embarrassment and turns them on its head and is like, nope, different perspective. Nope, I'm not going to feel bad because my husband had an affair. I'm not going to make that mean that I'm not good enough. I'm going to actually use it 
to share to a greater audience so that they feel less alone. Ownership is the Mac Daddy tool. It's, it takes whatever you, your insecurity or the thing that you are self-conscious about and it's like, you know what? And, and instead of hiding this, I'm going to fucking just put it out there and own the shit out of it. And I think that for me, that is always owning your choices. At the end of the day, it's the only solution. So good. I got chills when you said, instead of hiding it, I'm going to put it out there. It's, uh, it's like the movie Eight Mile when Eminem's doing his rap battle and he calls himself out on all the stuff. He's like, yes, I did grow up in a trailer home. Yes, I did do that. Like, and so the dude can't rag on him because he's got nothing. And it's like, if, and that was what was so powerful for us to talk about the affairs is that we could narrate the story from our perspective and we could say, here's, here's our story and this is, this is us, right? So it's one of those things that is so powerful when you can own your story, when you can own your decisions and your choices, people can't flip it on you and nope. you don't have anything to hide. It's like, okay, yeah, I said, I, you know, maybe I didn't buy followers, but like, let's say I bought 150,000 followers. And if I'm marketing how to get followers on Instagram, that shit comes out. I'm going to look like an idiot. So if I come out and say like, look, I'm going to show you how to get new followers on Instagram, but I bought, you know, to let you know, I bought followers and this is, I wouldn't do this next time, or here's what I would say, then you're owning your stuff. And then the fallout is going to be completely different because you're owning it and you're up front with it. When you're hiding stuff, that's when shit starts to fall apart and things do matter. So I think Dude, owning we it- always know what that feels like inside, uh-huh. right? Like we know what it feels like to post something that feels untrue. We know what it feels like to, to have a conversation and be like, like I'm, there's a lie of omission in there. Like we know mm-hmm. what not being fully truthful feels like in our body. And so then the question just becomes, and to me, that's the cue, right? The cue is like, what, like, what is that? Mm-hmm. That cue is the reason why I'm not being truthful is because I'm scared or because I am, um, I feel shame or I feel guilt or I feel, I'm scared of the fallout, whatever that is. So that use that cue as the signal to yourself to come fucking clean. And to me, not only come clean and be like, well, this, and like, don't be nervous about it. Like be like, yep, I don't know what to tell you. That's just what happened. And I don't know. I mean, that's just, that's what happened. And so yeah. I own it. I'm going to move forward and here's what I'm doing about it. To me, yeah. that commands so much more respect than someone like you were talking about who's like, let me show you how to get 100,000 followers on Instagram when you actually bought followers and you're not being truthful with that. To me, I would respect you so much more if you were like, yep, I, I did buy followers. Here's how I did it. If you're going to do it, here's what you should also do instead. Here's what you should look for. Here are best practices. Cool. Now we're actually talking about like something that has like, I respect that. You know, I don't know that I would never buy followers, but at least I can respect that. And there's not like this hypocrisy to it. Yes. So good. Okay. So the last one of the three is trusting yourself to have the full experience. So you've asked yourself for the questions, you're stressing out about things and you're not sure if they matter or not. You are like, you know what? I'm going to own my choices. I'm going to go on a podcast and tell everything. And potentially my ex-husband's going to come at me and say, why'd you talk about it? Potentially Jill's ex-husband's going to do the same. Potentially my parents are going to be embarrassed, but I'm going to trust myself that I can handle what's going to come out of me owning my choice. Because maybe I was worried. Is this going to matter in 10 years if I talk about my affair? Probably not. You know, I had to ask myself all these kind of questions. Then I owned it and I have to trust myself that I can handle even if it didn't turn out the way I thought or I hoped it would. So trusting yourself to have the full experience. Oh my God, it's so good because here's the thing is like when you do own it, 
I love what Danny said about like it gives people very little wiggle room to say shit about you because you're like I already said about myself motherfucker like tell me something I don't know <laughs> so when you fully own it and then you allow for the full experience that might be uncomfortable like like Danny said you might have someone be upset someone might lose respect for you someone might not get it someone might you know so but the alternative is trying to maintain this perfectionist perfectionism on the outside that we all know is not true right this very like inauthentic way of being these smoke and mirrors that's the alternative and i don't know about you but i can't live that way one of the things that people always say to danny and i when they meet us in person is like you're so real or even on the podcast you're so real Mm -hmm. and i'm like i don't know what unreal would even look like i don't even know that i could do that yeah so i do want to validate the fact that ownership is a practice and i think you and i probably have gotten a lot better over it uh, the last five years i remember when I found out about Jade's affair. I didn't tell any fucking buddy. I was so embarrassed and there was no way that I would be talking about it on a podcast. I probably yeah. didn't think I would at that point. So it is a practice. And now I have experienced, I think you have too, so much liberation as a result of being honest and, and owning stuff that there's no way I'll go back to not doing that. It's so true. Owning it is owning it and trusting yourself of the fallout is is big. And I know that there are multiple times in my career and life where I've said something where I'm like, this might not come out how I want it to, or I could be banned from an organization or people aren't gonna like me anymore. I could lose my whole career. And it never turned out that bad, you know, as much as I catastrophized. And going through it made me realize how empowering it is to own your choice and to be more honest. It was way more exhausting to keep the secrets and keep up a facade. And and even with the uh, marriage thing, you know, I know people were starting to DM me like, hey, we haven't seen your husband. And it felt... I hated it. I didn't like not being able to share. I didn't want to like just tell each person what was going on. It wasn't their business, but it also felt like a weight lifted off to just say like, hey, everybody, here's what happened. Now I don't have to answer 200 individual messages about what's going on. And and also doing it with dignity and um, from our perspective, I think we did a good job of keeping it from, you know, our story and not throwing people under the bus. And I think it's just important that we own that too. And also when we're owning something, realizing that like what's ours and not, you know, other people's stuff. Mm -hmm. So question for you is that third one, like, let's just say when we say have the full experience, right? Mm -hmm. There could be Mm -hmm. some outcomes that are unpleasant. You might have to have some hard conversations. Some people might not get it. Some people might be disappointed. Uh, Some people might not like that you did that. And so what do you do then if the people that you were scared of offending feel offended? How do you handle that? You know, you go back to the steps. Step one. Uh, will this matter in 10 yeah. years? It's <laughs> so good. It's a cycle. Yeah. I mean, you just go back to step one and asking, you know, does my life actually change? On my deathbed, will I care? And I think, <laughs> and I think you do, really. If, if that stuff happens, you go back to step one and just ask yourself again. And I think ultimately it is you have to go back through the cycle and then own that choice. (laughs) Yeah, it is. It's the same. You know, it's funny. I think about even just, you know, talking about the affairs and going, you know, what was I scared of? Okay. If someone did judge me, if someone did feel about me the way that I was worried they would feel, which is she must not be attractive. She must, they must not be having any sex. Um, She must not, you know, she must have let herself go. She must have been Uh a nag. Like all the things I was worried about if they didn't believe that. And I know they're not true. I kind of like pity a little bit. Like that would be, that's my tool is kind of, I kind of like pity the person who is yeah. so 
upset by my by what happened to me or like is like is so judgmental i'm like okay yeah. they don't get it like they're not on the level yet when they can get in and own it and be like that's fucking and see it as something that is inspiring that your courage is inspiring you're like laughing but the if they can see your courage as inspiring and not judge it that's yep. the thing that's always my litmus test is like if someone owns something and i'm like damn good for them like that i that like makes me respect them more I like just see them in a new light. I feel like they're like ballsy, they're confident versus someone who judges. That's when I'm just like, ah, I don't respect that. And I kind of pity them. They're like not quite on the level. So I always feel inspired when people own it. And I'm like, damn, that's like ownership goals for me. Yeah. Yeah. I'm laughing because I've just got Mr. T in my head. Like I pity the fool. (laughs) I pity the fool. Pity the fool who doesn't get it on my level. So that's right. Yeah. You know, I just, I do think it is it is its own cycle where, you know, you do have to trust yourself to have the full experience. It doesn't work out. Then you go back to, is it going to matter in 10 years? Asking yourself all those questions. And it is a rinse and repeat kind of thing. Ultimately, I don't think there's anything that you're not going to be able to handle. It's going to, it's going to end up some way, somehow you might lose a relationship. And then ultimately when you look back, was that relationship worth it if, if it was lost so easy, right? Like there are certain things that maybe negative consequences can happen, but with, you know, looking back, what's it called? Not 2020 vision, but uh, whatever, when you're looking back at it, you're going to be able to, yeah, hindsight. <laughs> hindsight is 2020. There we go. When you're looking back, you're going to be able to see it for what it was. So in the moment you may not, and I remember even thinking that during my, during the time of the affair, I remember thinking one day I'm going to look back at this and appreciate it and think it'll be the best thing that happened to me. And I couldn't see it in that moment at all. Of course, I was like, fuck you to myself. Um, Fuck to yourself. But I mean, if you look back at anything in your life, I know I'm sure everyone on this podcast can agree. The hardest things we've been through, we'll look back and go, you know what? I needed that. And I'm I'm glad it happened. And I'm Mm -hmm. proud of myself for surviving it and getting through it. Yep. Yep. So I think, you know, if you do lose someone, if you do lose a relationship, the things that you're scared of do happen, you will look back at some point in hindsight and go, oh, that was supposed to happen that way. Or, you know what, if that was so easy to lose that friendship, then maybe it wasn't. It wasn't. It was going to be something else if it wasn't this. Yeah. 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 So I love it. It's great. So three ways to stop caring about things that don't matter. Number one is asking yourself a set of perspective questions. Number two is ownership and owning your choices. And number three is trusting yourself to handle the fallout and have the full scary experience. Boom. Love it. I love it. Now so all much. your problems are solved. Just come back here anytime that you have any anxiety, listen to this episode, give yourself a mental pep talk, write down the answers to the questions. You're welcome. Boom. And actually in the happiness diet, we mentioned this before. Um, I have a, there's a module kind of on trusting your intuition and there are questions like this of being able to have mm. different perspective. And so we talk, we talked about the happiness diet and we have, we want to be talking about it more, but Jill and I put together a program that is our only personal development program. If you go to the happiness there's so much on perspective, how to shift your perspective, how to create boundaries, how to have hard conversations, um, how to prioritize things in your life. And so I know this is actually one of them is those kind of questions to ask yourself are so powerful because when you can really get down to the nitty gritty of why you think the way you do or how you're acting, you can really start to make more intentional choices in your life. So go to happinessdiet.com. Love it. It's such a great program. You guys will not uh, regret it. All right. That's all I have. All right, y'all. Yep. We're good. Okay. We'll see you soon. Bye. Bye.